morning, everybody. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sally Stoyle. Um, this past semester, um, Amy, Pam, Jeff, and I have had the pleasure of being the confirmation teachers um, for this wonderful cohort of confirmands that we have with us this morning. Um, Melanie, Micah, Priya, Sam, and Sophia. I have been with this group since their right 13 days, when they were just 7th and 8th graders. Um, and Pam and Jeff had been with us since J2A last year. Um, and together, we've watched them grow into smart, mature, kind, wonderful people they are today. Um, I know I speak for all the teachers when I say we had such a great time going through this process with them, and we are so proud of what they've accomplished. This year, for the confirmation curriculum, we adapted last year's adult Lent curriculum that focused on the building blocks of faith. Um, our lessons were made up of discussions about what we and others believe about faith, about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, church in the world, church at UP, among many other ideas. Um, in going through these foundations of our faith, um, we asked the confirmands to dive deep into what it is each of them believes about these topics, with the end goals of, one, writing a faith statement, a statement of their faith to share with you this morning, and two, deciding for themselves whether or not they wanted to be confirmed in the church based on these beliefs. So this morning, they're here to share their statements of faith with you. As we've told the confirmands, and uh, I'll tell you now, these statements are not carved in stone. They won't be held to their current beliefs in the future. These are their snapshots of where they are in their faith right now. Um, throughout this semester, I have seen these confirmants put forth so much effort and reflection and intentionality into this confirmation process, both into these faith statements they'll share with you this morning and to, into their decisions to get confirmed. They have had spirited and spiritual discussions while meeting regularly with their confirmation mentors, while meeting with their teachers and pastors each week during church school, and over two separate confirmation retreats. One of the practices we had during this confirmation process was a question box. Pretty self-explanatory, although to encourage participation and to preserve anonymity, everybody had to put a piece of paper in each week, whether it be a question or just a song recommendation for the week. Um, the questions we got display just how deeply these confirmants have thought about their decisions to be confirmed this morning. They sparked discussions on everything from the meaning of divinity and holiness to the necessity of the Bible and Christianity to just how far can my beliefs differ while still considering myself a Christian. Through these conversations, these confirmants have shown such great wisdom and insight into their beliefs, and we are so excited to have them share the results of their confirmation faith journey with you this morning. To start us off, Micah will share his statement of faith with us this morning. Church has always been a big part of my life, but when I turned 10, it really started to matter to me. Before then, I had not really listened to the sermons, participated in prayer much. 
But when I turned 10, I started believing literally everything in the Bible. I kneeled before my bed in prayer each night. I even wept for Jesus' death. Now, in September of 2018, on Communion Sunday, my beliefs suddenly changed. I had considered the bread and the wine of communion to be holy for the past four years, but that September morning, I had an epiphany. It occurred to me that if idolatry, the worship of objects, is blasphemy, then regarding the bread and wine of communion as holy must also be blasphemy, and nothing on earth can be regarded as holy because nothing on earth can be put on the same level as God. I did not partake communion that day. As my family drove home, I had more revelations. I eventually came up with 12 commandments of my own new religion, which I called simply worship of God. My commandments were based on these three concepts. Number one, it is sinful to claim that your own beliefs are as holy as God. Number two, it is sinful to claim that physical things on earth are holy. And number three, it is sinful to even claim a word as holy, even the word God. Therefore, Jesus was a blasphemer because he was declared to be holy while living on this earth. I followed my new religion for about six months because, I mean, until I discovered Wicca, which didn't last very long. For one thing, there seemed to be a lot of stuff you needed to buy in order to do the rituals, and I didn't have any money. <laughs> Number two, I also realized that sanctifying objects was the entire reason I left Christianity in the first place. So I faded into a desert of no spirituality. I was lost once again. This past September, I started to find my way again. I started to believe that God is the conscience of the mind and gives individuals their moral principles. The duty of the individual is to reflect those principles out into their society. I called this version of my faith spiritual atheism. I then had my second epiphany. Not very long after that, a couple months I realized that, unlike most other churches, the United Parish doesn't expect its members to believe in everything, or even anything. I realized that this church values acceptance more than anything else. And if you are lost, I believe this church can help you find your own compass. I believe that God is not a person or anything we can place or picture in our mind. I believe God is the conscience of the human mind. God is what makes us human, what makes us want to do good. It is what makes us happy when we help someone out. I confess to God because I know sometimes I am not the best person I can be. I know God will always forgive me because Whenever I do something wrong, I feel guilt for it, and after that, I always strive to do better.
I believe God does not have any physical control over our world. I believe that God's power is through us, through our humanity, through the good we inject into our neighbors and our world. I believe that Jesus, secondly, was merely a man, that he was and is a good role model for how to do your inherent duty of making the world a better place. And even though I don't think he is literally the Son of God, I think he was such a mirror image of God that he is God's greatest ambassador of morality, of justice, and of humanity. The third part of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit, has been the most confusing for me and my confirmation class. During the renovation of my family's house, I like to ride my bike to my grandmother's house on weekends and surprise her. Her house is 35 miles away, so she was not usually expecting me. <laughs> we always had great fun, and we would talk about things that we wouldn't even mention elsewhere. And we always understood each other perfectly. Being in her home brought me great comfort. A few weeks ago, while she was out of town, her radiator started leaking, and the leak wasn't discovered for several days and caused irreplaceable damage. The house that had been my refuge was ruined, and to me, it felt like someone had died. I wept because I knew I would never ride to her house again, and though we will probably have more special moments, it will never be exactly the same. But more importantly, I knew, or I realized in that moment, that Holy Spirit was a feeling of love and comfort in a physical location, in an object, or even in doing an action. And it shows itself in many ways, including for me, riding my bike, sleeping in the guest bed at my granny's house, listening to Rush, playing my cello and bass, and hugging my family. Now, I'm sure everybody has emotions attached to their objects and routines like I do. And for me, that's how I see and understand the Holy Spirit. Now, the reason I rejected Christianity in the very beginning was because I thought the word holy meant equal to God. But my long and winding road of faith has led me to think otherwise. Today, I believe the true meaning of holiness is just relating to God. And things that we describe as holy can never be as holy as God. But that does not mean that, it, that they are unholy. Now, I think that communion truly is holy because it commemorates Jesus and Jesus is a figure of holiness for doing good on our earth. I also think that my granny's house is holy because it is a place of such positivity. I believe that anything or anyone that reflects the good of humanity is holy. And that is why I'm getting confirmed today at United Parish because I know that UP will always accept my ideas and ideals, whether conventional or non-conventional. 
And now I can proudly say that this is my home. Hi everyone, I'm Priya, um, and today I'm choosing to get confirmed. When I was little, I was absolutely in love with a book called Where the Mountain Meets the Moon by Grace Lynn. As a young girl, the world was just beginning to change for me, right when my previous confidence was folding, when everything I saw was telling me I was not beautiful or right enough. This story gave me everything I needed, whether I knew it or not. Min Lee, the 10-year-old protagonist, is eager, assertive, fun, and endlessly curious. She was someone I could and desperately wanted to be. Now, I understand that you might be wondering why I'm telling you this, and I promise I have a point. The way this novel shaped me is similar to my current understanding of faith. I put my worries, fears, my hopes and dreams into this book, and in turn, it gave me strength. Faith for me is trusting in myself through trusting in God. Faith is the sharing of burdens. Faith is loving everything the mind can imagine and what it cannot. Faith keeps me afloat in this world that is so overwhelmingly sad. Over the last few months, I have learned so much about spirituality, and I am truly thankful for this experience. My faith journey is just beginning, and I am genuinely excited for whatever I am on the precipice of. Knowing that God, who I see as a collective energy among us, creating life and spirit and love, will be there to guide me, is genuinely comforting. To know that I will continue to wrestle with my understanding of Jesus and who he was is also comforting. I am confident with the knowledge that through every phase of my life, my spiritual definitions will change. Some questions I have right now are, what makes us Christian? If we don't call God, God, rather we pray to the universe, are we not Christian? If we struggle to see Jesus as more divine than other children of God, are we not Christian? Who decides these boundaries? If religion is defined by a goal or reward from its practice, how do I know that Christianity is right for me? Clearly, there's a lot that I do not know. But what I do know is that this community is absolutely full of love. I am blessed to have received this love, and there is no other way I can describe it than divine. I know that I believe in the power of love. I believe in the power of truth, and I believe that we can make change in this world. I believe in the moon and the sun and the ocean. I believe in pressing your hands to the ground and breathing with Mother Earth. I believe in magic and jokes and music, and I believe that there is so much left for me to learn. And I am ready to do it at UP. So thank you for letting me speak today.
Hi. As many of you may know, my name is Sam Trumbull. I'm 16 years old, and I've been coming to UP for my entire life. Um, I'm choosing to be confirmed today, not just because people of UP are like family to me, both my parents growing up Methodist, or because I believe that every single belief is right in every way, shape, and form, be, but because there have been so many times when I'm not feeling like myself, or have gotten myself hurt, or have had a surgery, and someone from UP has always been there for me. I've grown up in UP. This church as a whole is like a second home to me. The members of this church are a second family to me. I know that there are people in this congregation who will support me through thick and thin, bad and good, and everything in between. One of these people being Kent. The first time that I met Kent was when I was in the hospital for one of my surgeries. My mom and dad and I walked up to the desk and the receptionist said that my dad was already there. <laughs> yeah. We walked into the waiting room and Kent was sitting there to greet us. That was one of the only things I remember from a couple of days that I spent in the hospital other than watching the Olympics at one in the morning. <laughs> that was special to me because I had never really had a conversation with Kent before, but even though he didn't know me on a personal level, he was still there for me. Um, anybody who knows me will say I am 100% an outside person. Um, I've made myself an outsider at my school, and I know that, but I have never felt anything remotely close to an outsider at UP. This church is my home, and I want to thank all of you who are constantly supporting me through anything and everything that I'm going through. All of you have supported me in so many ways, being my confirmation mentor, asking me to be an acolyte leader, or a friend I know I can trust with anything. Your support has made me the person I am today. Hey. To me, God is everywhere and everything, but is not always called God. I see God more as Mother Nature, Mother Earth, or living water. Kind of like how we all have our nicknames that people have given us through our lives. My most common are Sunshine, Goldfish, Sammy Shark, Junior, and many others. So even if people call God by many names, we are all calling for the same thing. Personally, I view God as Mother Nature or living water, most because they both refer to some of the most important aspects of my life. Mother Nature refers to the fact that I love being outside, and living water refers to the fact that almost every outdoor activity that I take part in has something to do with the water, especially mountain biking. If you don't have a little mud on you at the end of the day, you've done something wrong. Faith to me is something that you have a choice to believe certain views over others. I have faith that everyone in UP will be accepted no matter what they're going through. Faith is also the knowledge that everything happens for a reason. We may not understand why everything happens, but we should all know that whatever happens in life is because there are no accidents. Thank you.
My name is Sophia. I'm 16, and I'm in the 10th grade at the Brookline High School. Not only do I attend a great high school, but I'm also part of a wonderful church family. I'm so happy that my parents chose this church to join. If not so, I wouldn't have met my youth group, who means so much to me. All the little field trips, the memories, the giggles, to the ugly laughs. I strongly believe that God loves me no matter what. God will listen to my prayers and guide me where I need to be in life. God is my spiritual leader. I particularly feel God in my happiest time. As in, it was an award to end a hard week or day. Award as in the presence of God. When I was younger, I knew God as only one. Only one God, and that he was a, he was a male. As I grew up, I realized that God in spirit is more than male or female, but the gender in the likeness of me. That I can see God in many different ways. God is all. I believe that the Holy Spirit is our way to God. It's how we receive our prayers, secret messages, and little gifts. Before, I had never really prayed around my friends, scared of what they might say or think. At United Parish, they have helped me find my way, my strength, and to be confident about my beliefs. Today, I've come to a more comfortable way with thinking about and being with God around my friends. I say God is with me all the time. God watches over me. God is in me. God is my friend. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Melanie Chernin. Ever since I was little, I have come to United Parish. I can't remember a time when I didn't. And so as I grew up, it was natural that I came to question why I come to church to begin with. Is it to please my parents? Is it so I get to see Priya every week? Is it because I believe in the teachings of Christianity? Or because I believe in the teachings of this church? It didn't take me very long to realize that the reason I keep coming back to church is the people, the community, all of you. I have the ability to get up on the steps right over there and sing without being nervous. This is because I know I can sing off-key, have a thousand voice cracks, forget to plug my guitar in, trip on the steps while serving communion, do all of the above and more, and never once be judged for it. And that is a beautiful thing. Outside of my United Parish bubble, it is most certainly not like that. And so the fact that I'm able to feel such overwhelming love and no judgment in this place is the reason I want to stay. I'm going to go through where my beliefs lie on some of the main topics we explored as a class on our journey towards getting confirmed. First up is God. I like to think of God as more of a spirit or a feeling than a physical being, a spark running through each of us, enabling people of completely different backgrounds or lifestyles to see similarities instead of differences. I came up with this interpretation through traveling and spending time with people from around the world who could not be more different than I am. Especially throughout my time living and studying in China and traveling to Nicaragua, there was something so spiritually magical and a natural connection that seemed to be sparked from nothing except having met. Even when the language or cultural barriers seemed too tall to climb over, we almost always found a way to get around it if we tried hard enough. And to me, that is crazy. Godlike. 
Next is faith. I see faith as something to hold on to and something that holds me up in a time of hopelessness. It is a constant in your life if you make it so and cannot be taken from you. Faith allows you to see the good in people when you're losing hope in them and allows you to see the good in yourself when you make a mistake or has lost confidence. Jesus is a tricky one for me. I think a lot of people think of Jesus as a tangible way to experience God's love through someone who actually once walked the earth. My question is, what makes Jesus so special, the chosen one? What sets him apart from other well-loved leaders willing to risk their lives for justice? I feel like just as I see my version of God within many different people, I see Jesus in many as well. I see Jesus in Martin Luther King. I see Jesus in Michelle Obama. I see Jesus in my friend Simon from Xi'an. I see Jesus in my history teacher. I know so many charismatic, thoughtful, well-loved leaders whom I strive to emulate. And I believe it's the moment in which people begin to worship Jesus as a holy figure above themselves that it becomes harder to make a personal connection with him, therefore almost defeating the purpose of the living Jesus to begin with. I believe that Jesus' teachings are important, but as of now, Jesus himself does not play a huge role in my faith. And lastly, the Bible. Although I have never sought out an answer to a problem or wisdom from the Bible, the times that I have read it in Sunday school are when playing Bible baseball. I have found it can be really helpful for relating its stories to my own life and for reflecting on the world around me. One question that has really been at the forefront of my mind throughout this process is, what makes someone a Christian? Are there a minimum of beliefs one must be able to get behind in order to consider themselves Christian? I wrestled with this question, especially due to the fact that many of my beliefs don't seem to line up with those of the average Christian. But then I realized it doesn't have to be like that. Through many conversations with different United Parish mentors, I realized that if I were to talk to every single person sitting in our pews on any given Sunday, I would most definitely, I would most likely get over a hundred different interpretations of what God, Jesus, faith, and the Holy Spirit and Christianity in general means to them and looks like in their lives. They might not even consider themselves Christian. Would this be the case in any other church? Probably not. And to be honest, if I was being asked to get confirmed in any other church, I'd probably say no. But United Parish is different. It's because of the fact that I know all of you would be proud of me, even if I decided not to get confirmed, that I feel comfortable with the idea of doing so. For most of this process, I did not plan on getting confirmed. I figured I was happy with the pace I was going in and discovering what religion meant to me, and I didn't feel the need to take this step in my faith journey, at least for the moment. I knew that I would be loved anyway and never judged. I worried that my current beliefs were at risk of being morphed into opinions that were not my own. Then, through speaking with my Sunday school teachers, with my mentor Carrie, Kent, and Amy, and over a late-night burrito after soccer practice with Sally, I realized that being confirmed can be as big or small of a step as I want to make it. I may not believe in a God who sits up in heaven watching over us. I may not think that Jesus Christ was the chosen one or that everything in the Bible actually happened, but I believe in kindness and love and forgiveness, and those are all parts of being Christian as well. Why does it have to be all or nothing? Because here at United Parish, whether I believe a little bit or with my whole soul or I'm just trying to believe it for today, I get to say amen. Thank you.